You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of Out of Bounds. You can catch every weekday afternoon from 1 to 4 on 103.7 The Buzz and 1037thebuzz.com. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to builtbar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. Hope everybody had a wonderful weekend. It's amazing that uh, here we are in the month of April and things are slowing down as far as Razorback sports, but baseball's heating up. As we know, conference play is in full swing and Arkansas is looking pretty solid so far. And uh, also some news coming on with basketball and football and all that stuff. But today I wanted to dedicate it to baseball because I feel like it's kind of been overshadowed, rightfully so though, over the past few weeks to given the success of the Razorback basketball team and, and just that fun run that they was on. I kind of wish I was still in Indianapolis, but still, uh, it was a fun ride, no doubt about it. And, you know, between that and course the Jets getting rid of uh, Sam Darnold which not, nobody cares about hey this is a Razorbacks podcast not some Jets podcast but still I have my own things on that but anyways uh, big news coming out of baseball not only for Razorback baseball and the success they've been having on the season but also with some news coming out from the NCAA when it comes to their regionals and the regional sites and now they're going to have places bid on them and they're going to be predetermined rather than just selecting them once the season comes to an end. Has some pros, has some cons, but we're going to talk a lot more about it as we welcome in here on the podcast, Kendall Rogers of D1Baseball.com does a great job covering all things college baseball. We're going to talk to him about some Razorbacks as well as the regional and the predetermined destinations. Kendall, appreciate you joining us this afternoon, man. How you doing? Man, I'm doing pretty good. What What is a Jets fan doing in Arkansas? How, how did that come about? <laughs> man, if I had a nickel for every time I got asked that question... <laughs> Uh, it, it literally comes down to my dad was a Joe Namath fan and he had a Jets helmet yeah. when I was a kid and uh, my favorite color was green and it just kind of happened that way. So, yeah, not not yeah, a very I, common if thing. If your favorite color is green, I mean, at least pick Green Bay or something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> at least pick a winning Philly. franchise. Yeah, Philadelphia yeah. Eagles, Super Bowl winning franchises. Yeah, but hey, it, it, it's the go. way it goes. It's No one can ever accuse me of being a bandwagon fan, Kendall. I well, look at that. the bright side. They could, you know, They always have a chance to surprise you, you know? Yeah, that's right. That's right. If the bar is set so low, then I can always look at it as being greatly uh, over expectations there. So, yeah, yeah, I could always look at it that way. Well, man, Kendall, I, we got a lot to get into with you, but uh, yeah. before we dive into Arkansas and all the things going on, I know you tweeted this out and it's gotten a lot of reaction where you said the NCAA will have predetermined regional and super regional sites in this year's tournament. Yeah. And the sites for both rounds will be announced the week of May 10th and bids must be submitted by April 12th. So kind of expound on that because a lot of people are saying, well, what about these smaller schools? Does it mean you have to have a lot more money? What's all the involvement from what you know as far as the change of rules for the NCAA for regional sites this year? Yeah, what's really interesting is they're actually kind of taking out the financial aspect of hosting this year. You know, they're not having a, they're not having like a financial guarantee, which schools typically, uh, if they're hosting a regional, make a guarantee. Like they're telling the NCAA, hey, we expect to make X, and if they can't meet that, guess what? They owe the NCAA money for it. So the NCAA is actually waiving that, so it gives you an idea that this is not financially financial-driven. Um, what it essentially boils down to is, you know, it's not you know it's not predetermined sites in the sense that we see it in basketball. For instance, basketball a year in advance announces uh, predetermined sites for regionals, first round, second round, blah blah blah. Well, what this is doing is this is saying, hey. On April 10th, we're going to look at the merits of Arkansas. We're going to look at location of different places. Uh, and we're going to look at other factors. 
and we're going to derive 16 hosts based off of that. So merit will be a big part of this. You know, don't worry. It's not going to be one of those things where, hey, because Arkansas is not located in Texas, California, Florida, they're going to get screwed. It's not like that at all. Uh, merit will be a part of the process. But what the NCAA is doing, though, is they're making it to where all these schools that host the regional rounds, uh, they have to, uh, they have to, you know, legally host the next round, uh, regardless of their teams in it. For instance, let's say you had, uh, you know, Arkansas matched up with Louisiana Tech, and let's say Arkansas and Louisiana Tech neither won their, neither won their regional, so they weren't hosting the next weekend. And let's say, you know, A and M and somebody won their won their regional as a non one seed. Well, you could conceivably have. A and M, who's not even in, not even paired with that regional, actually like host, like go to Fayetteville, playing a super regional against someone else. So it's going to be really interesting to see how this sets up. But at the end of the day, uh, in layman's terms, uh, Arkansas will be a host. Uh, there's no doubt about that. I mean, even if they like lost their next two series, they're still hosting. Uh, they will host, and that just means in the next round, if Arkansas wins, they host at home. And if someone else does, then then who knows where the Super Regional is going to be. It just means it's going to be in one of those 16 predetermined sites. How do the bids work as far as the schools putting in their bids? What could be a determining factor? And uh, will fan support factor into it? Yeah, I mean, the really interesting thing is I was talking to somebody at the NCAA today, and I'm just going to go ahead and prepare people because, you know, I've seen crowds at Ole Miss, Arkansas State, Mississippi State, and the NCA for now, I mean, for all of their championship events, they're at 25% capacity. Now, I've watched games at bomb this year. Uh, that's a little bit more than 25% capacity. So I don't think crowds are going to matter that much because I honestly think the most we're going to be able to get is probably 50%. Um, and I'm going to guess that the ushers are probably going to turn their back a little bit at come regional time. That's my hunch here. But, uh, you know, I don't think crowds are going to matter that much. Uh, I think it's all going to boil down, boil down to, you know, do you, have you done enough to earn a host? Do you have the facility to, to earn a host? And uh, certainly Arkansas checked all those boxes. Yeah, that's, that's the fascinating thing is because when, when this rule gets put out, people are starting to wonder, okay, so who benefits from this and who gets screwed over? When you look at it, does anybody get screwed over majorly in this? Or, or is it this a, a positive and a good thing that the NCAA is doing? I'm, I'm okay with it, to be honest with you. And, frankly, this is kind of a good test run for the NCAA. You know, the NCAA has always kind of quietly wanted to do predetermined sites in college baseball. They just never had the, the cojones, I guess, to try it out. Um, this is their chance to try it out in the name of COVID, and uh, we'll see how it goes. I actually really don't have too big of an issue with it. I mean, at the end of the day, the teams that are in the mix to host on April 10th are probably the same teams, or April 12th, I mean, are probably the same teams that are probably going to be in the mix to host in the middle of May. Um, the issue you run into here is twofold. Uh, number one, these mid-majors, you know, how often do we see it? It happens all the time in college baseball. Uh, these mid-majors get on a run at the end of the year. They, you know, storm through the end of the regular season. They storm through their conference tournament, and they end up hosting. They end up hosting the 15 or 16 seed. Well, this kind of eliminates that. Uh, and the other question, and this is kind of brought up uh, with an NCAA official I spoke with earlier, is like, will the West Coast teams even want to host? You know, if you're if you're Oregon State, I think they're allowing like 200 fans at games right now because their their governor's a, a nut job. Um, like, 
if you're Oregon State, like, are you even going to the trouble of spending money to host if you can only have 300 people there? So I think that's a legitimate concern on the West Coast is, like, do we even care enough to host given the constraints? Like, we're going to lose money on this. As for now, this is a, a one-time deal, maybe with the potential to be something permanent. I mean, it could. I mean, I, I would hope as a society we're way past the, the point of needing to do this. I mean, I think what you could see more in the future is this having uh, predetermined sites in general. Like, you know, you go into the season with, hey, you know, Bomb Stadium is going to host a regional this year. Uh, we find that out in February. I think that's more likely than way, than having this process. I, I think it. I think it's either you do it that way, like basketball, or you do it like we normally do in college baseball. I don't think there's any middle road there. We'll continue our discussion with Kendall Rogers of D1 Baseball here in just a second. But first, folks, betonline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. I know that you still got the NBA going on. You got the NHL. Yeah, you got baseball, Major League Baseball hitting the hitting the brakes here pretty soon too. And Ben Online even covers all the things besides sports, like awards and TV shows and reality TV, with real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Ben Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds, and it's the best way to place your bets. And it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device now and sign up today to receive fifty percent your welcome bonus off on your first deposit using promo code Locked On. That's right. 50% off your welcome to bonus on your first deposit at using promo code locked on at betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. Speaking with Kendall Rogers of D1Baseball.com right now on the Cartridge World Hotline on Out of Bounds. So, so Kendall, as far as uh, what it looks like, as far what do you see for teams, as far as host sites and all that, I know you mentioned Arkansas should be pretty safe, but I'm sure people sure. don't want it to be an SEC-dominated type of sites because people will say SEC bias all day long. But as, as far as that goes, who would you say would be some of the other sites that have the merit and the location and all that to potentially host once uh, postseason comes around? Well, yeah, I mean, obviously I feel pretty good about Ole Miss, Mississippi State, Vanderbilt I obviously feel very good about as the number one team in the country along with Arkansas, depending on which poll you want to look at. I know Arkansas fans get a little angry with us. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I do think, you know, the interesting team for me, guys, in this league is going to be Tennessee. Um, and that's because I think South Carolina right now is an RPI four. I think South Carolina has put itself in pretty good position to host. And let's say the SEC at that point, that would be, what, uh, four or five hosts? You know, the Tennessee could be kind of the odd team out because they don't get big crowds. It's not a great facility. They're in a kind of a strange location. Uh, you know, I could easily see Tennessee being one of those teams who certainly has the merit to host. They get shipped off to, you know, Ann Arbor as the number one seed. I think Tennessee is a team in that league, I circle, that could kind of get screwed over by this. So as far as the West Coast teams, do you think they'll maybe conference and try to get – you know, somebody to step forth and, and be that one that is, is the location host? Because you would think that even though there are certain teams that don't want to possibly lose money, they all don't want to travel at the same time and have to go a long way yeah. away from where they are. No, you're right. I mean, I, I think you look at, like, Arizona as, like, a team that I feel very good about uh, because Arizona's uh, state has actually been pretty – I wouldn't say lack is the right word, but they've been a little bit SEC-like in the sense that um, they are allowing a couple of thousand fans a game. So I think that what this does is, you know, Arizona's a team that's ranked by us. Uh, their RPI is solid. 
I think it's helped teams like UCLA or, excuse me, Arizona and hurts teams like UCLA that are in the middle of Los Angeles County and are certainly dealing with some pretty strict rules. So uh, I, I can't imagine – I would not want to be on the selection committee this year and have to sift through all the, the, the politics of COVID. Uh, I mean, that, that's got to be just mind-numbing when they get to that process. I do want to ask you about specifically the Arkansas Razorback baseball team yeah. because they're sitting there at 7-2 and two in conference play, and they had a, a series victory over the weekend that may have been one of the most difficult series victories you could have yeah. being down big. Just uh, what do you think of them so far, especially in their conference victories, sweeping Mississippi State, struggling a little bit with Auburn, but still remaining on top as of right now of the SEC West? Yeah, I just think when you look at Arkansas, it's it's a very strange team in the sense that they, just offensively they seem a lot more comfortable on the road. Uh, I don't know if that's just being at home. They just get a kind of a, a little laid back. I don't know really what it is. But, uh, you know, at the end of the day, like Auburn is one of those teams, like I've kind of been waiting on them to have a big weekend. You know, I saw them at Round Rock a few weeks ago at the Round Rock tournament. Uh, they didn't look very good. But, uh, you know, Cody Greenhill is certainly a seasoned uh, ace for Auburn and, Pitched really well in the opener. Um, I think the biggest thing for Arkansas for me is I don't have no concerns about the offense. I mean, I get it. They didn't have a great weekend, but they're going to hit. They're going to hit a lot more as the season progresses. Uh, the biggest concern for me uh, is just still the weekend rotation. You know, Zed Vermillion did not throw well over the weekend. Uh, Lyle Lockhart was, you know, was, was solid for the most part. But, you know, if you're Arkansas and, you're, and your goal is to win a national championship at the year, end of the year, which is what their goal is, is it? They're either the number one or number two team in the country. Like they should be in the hunt for the national championship. Uh, they've just got to find a way to to solidify and find that right mix in the week rotation. The good news is uh, they've got another month and a half to figure that out. So they've got the pieces. It's just a matter of kind of kind of finding the right puzzle. Uh, you know, pieces where they go in the puzzle, so to speak. Arkansas Arkansas has shown quality as far as being a great team and some of these comeback wins. Can you think yeah. of? Uh, any other teams out there that have a number of comeback wins like the Razorbacks do because they've had plenty of them? No, there's really not a team like that. Uh, what, what's really impressive about it is it just kind of shows what their mental makeup is. You know, there are a lot of teams out there and they get down later innings. It's, you know, it's, it's just tough to, to claw their way back. But the thing about Arkansas is just top to bottom in that lineup, uh, they just have really seasoned, mature at-bats. They're really hard to get out. Even – even in games, I feel like they struggle offensively. Uh, guys are making really good pitches against them. It's not necessarily, oh, man, our bats are just awful. It's just guys are pitching really well. So with a team like Arkansas, like you're just going to have to really command the zone. And uh, you know the fact that they've, they've come back in so many games this year, uh, that's going to benefit them down the road. I get it. It, it causes some heartburn with Arkansas fans. That's really going to help this team as we get closer to the postseason because guess what? In the postseason, there are going to be games where you're, you're going to have to come back and win. We'll continue our discussion with Kendall Rogers of D1 Baseball here in just a segment, folks. i got to tell you about Built Bar. I'm telling you, it's amazing the flavors that they have and just how incredible they are. Uh, I have my kitchen stocked with them, too. And I like to try new different flavors because it seems like they're coming out with new ones all the time. And I've never had one that I did not like. And they're so easy to eat. They're covered in 100% chocolate and they're healthy for all of us health conscious people out there. So you can lose or maintain weight while indulging in something that actually tastes good because they're low calorie, low sugar, but high protein and high fiber. So they're great for various diets. And with this deal, if you go to BillBar.com, use promo code LOCKED15, you'll get 15% off your next order. That's right, LOCKED15. For 15% off your next order, doesn't matter how many you buy, you can buy the whole store if you wanted to. 
It's 15% off as long as you use the promo code LOCKED15 at BuiltBar.com. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. Yeah, and especially in the SEC, and it's kind of oh, yeah. funny because even Dave Van Horn keeps giving a lot of props to his team's mental toughness of coming back and all of that, but it's just, like you said, I don't think Razorback fans can heart rate it, but I want to take back to a comment that you said as far as the team seeing like on the offense, on the road, they perform better. What do you think is to that? Is it is it pressure? Is it just like trying to show out in front of the home crowd and maybe they fall short? Because a lot of people have noticed that too, where Bomb Walker Stadium is an awesome place to play a baseball game, but yet they seem <laughs> to play a lot better when they're away from it. Well, so the one thing I was thinking about, and you guys would know this more than I would, the one thing I've kind of wondered is like with the weather patterns this year, you know, is the ball maybe not blowing out as much up there? I mean, that's, that's one thing I've kind of considered. If you think back in Mississippi State, uh, I mean, guys were hitting like top flies and the ball was going out of the ballpark. I mean, granted, most of Arkansas's home runs were absolute bombs. But, I mean, a few of those home runs, most of those teams hit that series, were, you know, a little bit wind-dated. So, you know, I don't know if maybe the wind's blowing a little bit more sideways, a little bit more in it bombs so far this year or what. But, yeah, there's no doubt the team's been much better on the road. And, I mean, looking at the weather ahead in, in, in Oxford, uh, it looks like the wind's going to be blowing out there. So, uh, yeah, I, I can't pinpoint it. I'd be very curious to hear what Dave Van Horn thinks about that. So where does Arkansas rank? We know as far as record-wise in the SEC, but how yeah. do you see the SEC shaping out right now as far as best teams in the conference? Well, for me, I mean, I think it's Arkansas and Vanderbilt, and, I, and you know, I think Ole Miss is probably a little bit of a step down from those two, but uh, it's very, very minimal. Uh, I think Mississippi State, for me, is probably another step down from those, those three teams. I think when you look at Mississippi State overall, as, as you guys kind of saw uh, when they played Arkansas, um, you know, their offense for me just hasn't done a lot to globe life. I mean, Luke Hancock, I think, was hitting like 450 opening weekend, and I want to say he's down like the mid 200. Just offensively, Mississippi State for me is not near where those other three teams are. But I'll say this I've seen Arkansas, I've seen Vanderbilt, and I've seen Ole Miss. Uh, Arkansas and Vanderbilt are the two best teams in that league, and it's pretty clear to me. I think when you look at both of their lineups, top to bottom, they're phenomenal. I do think Bandy has a little bit of an edge right now. I mean, I saw Kuma Rocker and Jack Leiter last week, and like I'm not, I'm not embellishing here. Jack Leiter might have been the most impressive pitcher I've ever seen in the SEC. Like just to mm. sit behind the plate, watch his maturity, watch the way he works in the mound, watch his stuff. I mean, it, it was as good as it gets. It really was. Like he, he looked like a big league weekend starter right now and it just it kills me that these two teams don't play in the regular season yeah that was actually something i was going to bring up is as good as these teams uh, look it's just the fact that they don't play each other is such a such a bummer so i guess sec tournaments would probably be the best chance let's of, just do an omaha championship series let's go <laughs> well okay Pre- predetermined championship series how about that there you go hey listen they, they did it yeah predetermined regionals predetermined championships and hey listen we were talking about it in basketball the preseason number one, Baylor and Gonzaga, are meeting in the finals. Maybe there could be something with the number one, number two, Commodores and Hogs meeting in the College World I Series final totally two. I would be totally happy with that. I think you guys would be along with that, too. Yeah, I think so, too. I think so, too. So, All right, so, uh, Kendall, uh, before we let you get out of here, obviously uh, college baseball is now going to be on the forefront for a lot of Razorback fans' minds because the college basketball season has ended. 
But I'm curious because you're a baseball guy. We were talking about this whole situation with mm-hmm. uh, Yadi Molina and this within the Reds and the Cardinals and the fight and everything that happened. Yeah. Uh, you know, Nick was the only one that got suspended for two games. He's the only one that got ejected. So I want to know from a baseball guy, what did you make of that story? Do you feel like there should have been some more suspensions and ejections, or do you feel like it should have been just fine the way it is? What did you make of that whole story? Yeah, I mean, watching that deal, I mean, I honestly didn't see any punches thrown. So, like, if I don't see any actual, like, haymakers thrown, like, hey, let let, let the guys be the guys. It's just early in the season, man. We can't be suspending people over little scuffles like that. When I see a brawl, I expect a brawl. I don't expect somebody grabbing your collar. Well, appreciate everybody listening in to the Locked on Razorbacks podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. You can also get after me on Twitter at BuzzJohnNeighbors for any questions, comments, concerns that you may have. We'll keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel tomorrow afternoon. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you then. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. 